Welcome to another Textination interview. I'm Fred Fishkin, and we have a video game startup to tell you about, but it comes from the guy who really started it all. At least he's one of the co-founders, Nolan Bushnell, the legendary founder of Atari and Chuck E. Cheese, who nearly 50 years ago helped to create Pong. Thank you for joining us, Nolan. My pleasure to be here. You have a company called Versix. Am I saying that right? Yeah, it's not really a startup. We uh, we published our first game over a year ago, so we've uh, we've had some we've had some fun. We've won a lot of prizes and uh, done pretty well with it, actually. Excellent. And you have a co-founder, Zay Ortiz. Thanks for being here, Zay. Oh, thank you. Happy to be here. Well, the game is called Star Audition. I don't know which one of you wants to take it first and tell us a little bit about the game. Take well, it off. Yeah, uh, Star Audition is basically uh, you're playing the role of a Hollywood actor, and you. It's basically the the way how the game kind of is structured. In let me just tell you a little bit backstory. I have to go back a little bit because how Mia Nolan came up with this before I explain how the game works because. One of the reasons that we came up with this game, Star Edition, is we launched our first game, Saint Noir, which was a murder mystery that we worked with, uh, teamed up with Amazon. And we released the game with them, and it was a voice-activated game. And how we came about that was that we wanted to mix tabletop games with voice activation. Voice was really intriguing to us because... For me, I come from storytelling and Nolan comes from games. He designs games like no other. And I wanted to really combine both of these expertise together in storytelling, narrative, and gameplay. So we used the platform of uh, tabletop and also the technology of voice where we came with Amazon Alexa or Google Home, putting those two things together. And so... Just to fast forward real quick on Star Edition is that we came up with this because we wanted people to be immersed in the sound and the atmosphere, but no distraction with a screen device. And so they can interact with each other, with family, and see their smiles and laugh and have fun. And that was our, our mission was really to discover a new way to play games. And this is where we're embarking on right now is really trying to uh, focus on voice because we know that's the new frontier and it's been, and we're just getting to that tipping point right now where you see Clubhouse, you see all these other activities with podcasts like we're doing right now have, have boomed exponentially and voice in someone's household has become uh, like an Alexa or a Google Home has almost become a, uh, a, a accessory that is almost necessary to to function a little bit with different things. And so we're taking it to the next level of gaming. Ambiance is also really important. But it's when you're talking about a narrative and somebody is talking, if you're talking to a waitress in a bar, it becomes more real if you can hear the bar sounds in the background. If you're talking to somebody in a jungle, hearing the, the, the jungle sounds makes it more real. 
And that's what we want to do. We want to have this augmented experience with sound and gameplay. Well, that sounds fascinating as an old radio guy. I mean, being out on the street yeah. stories, recording the background sound to mix in with the voice to tell the story. That's what it's all about. What's your background, Zay? Oh, so I, I come from the, the movie background, film. So I worked on films like Iron Man, Mission Impossible, Tron, uh, iRobot. I have about like 20 plus uh, blockbuster movies under my belt that I worked on from ranging from a technical director to a VFX supervisor, all the way to just designing. So I've, I've been fortunate to be part of a, a very creative field all my life. And not only that, I've directed commercials and throughout anything with media and entertainment. So that's been, that's been uh, my, my leverage there is creativity to bring images to the silver screen, imagination, and to hopefully inspire people of, of new generations that will build upon that. And, you know, that's right now I've, I've kind of entered a new era of my life with Nolan where I wanted something different. I was, it was a perfect timing uh, when we met because I was ready for the next step for in myself of like evolution. And that evolution was really taking away from the medium of just focusing on visuals on a screen, which is so demanding right now. And it's so popular, but what I wanna do, I have two kids. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old daughter. And I don't want to rely on visuals and screens all around them all the time. I love entertainment. I love it. Entertainment is great for people. But I also believe that mixture of entertainment is very important. So that's why we decided to work with uh, voice so strongly and, uh, and tabletop. And the reason why tabletop is that it brings community. It brings people together in different ways. And also it's a little bit stepping back of, you know, there's such a popularity with tabletop right now and it's booming and we want something totally different, you know, and Nolan is an expert of doing something and, and remixing something together. So uh, I commend him for that and also bringing me along for the ride. Well, what a, what a powerhouse combination with, with you, with you two. So describe for us, this is a party game and you're on Kickstarter with it. Describe for us, how this is played. Oh, certainly. So basically you audition, you play out uh, roles. And so like you could get a card, an acting role of like James Bond or Dark Vader. And so as you portray these characters, you have to read a script. And the script is basically written by Kickstarter backers. And these scripts are read by audiences everywhere and have to act out different roles and personas. And so what if the script was, you know, uh, a Western scene and you grab a card that's a Dark Vader, you have to portray Dark Vader in a Western scene. So there's all these weird scenarios that happen within this. Uh, you basically, how we use Alexa in this, cause you could play analog just as a card game, just like you would a regular card game or you use it with voice. And the voice basically will be the director. You'll have the commentary of a director that guides you through the game and gives you that saloon music and that saloon doors opening and all that chanting and, and bar and uh, saloon music that would happen to elevate your script. 
as you read it in, in your household. It sounds, it sounds like a lot of fun. And you're judged by other players? Is that how it works? Yes. Yeah. That's how you're judged. So you get a rose or a tomato and you don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't know when you, if you won until like three rounds later. So you're just acting out roles together and everyone is having a turn randomly selected by characters. So you portray these characters all throughout the whole uh, scenes. And there's, there's millions of combinations. So you'll always have multitude of roles to scripts and how you would portray them. Now, Nolan, uh, wouldn't it have been handy to have had a Kickstarter back in the 70s when you, when oh, you were getting it? Well, you know, when Atari started, the VC world hadn't started. You know, it was just very, I hadn't heard the, the word venture capital until Atari had been around for about three years. You know, it's really strange, you know, to, to know that, you know, it, the world hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> oh, very interesting. Tell us about your background, which I'm not, I'm not talking about your, your background working, et cetera. The background behind you right now for people who are watching, you, you're in a, in a garage, is it? Or where are you? It's in the garage. Uh, it's my lab. And I'm surrounded by parts. I have transistors, capacitors, you know, Arduinos. Um, I can solder. I can weld. I've got test equipment. I've got power supplies. You know, basically, my objective is to think of a project, be able to build the whole thing, and not have to send out for something to interrupt. Because today, if you get something going and if you have the right parts you can have it done in an hour and a half that's amazing stuff that literally 20 years ago would take you a week or two or four and so you know we just we get this get used to this rapid prototyping but you have to have the parts i won't tell anybody but what are you building now I'm actually working on a series of games that you can play in a forest. And I'm playing around with the idea of gestures. I speak, I feel like sound and voice are important, but I think gestures are going to be important if I can do it cheaply enough. Now, I mean, the, the, the cameras that were put on some of the video game consoles, uh, uh, I don't know, five, five years ago or so, that were using gesture controls, they didn't seem to work out too well. So your, your vision is something a little different here. The, what, what you have to do with gesture is you have to, it's like every other user interface. Um, you have to learn how to use it. And a lot of times things don't work because the world's not ready for it yet. Like we all have this collective intelligence, this collective knowledge set, you know, and, uh, you know, for example, if you, if Pong required a current PlayStation controller, it would have failed because the world wasn't ready for that many buttons and that many options. Just one red button and that stick coming up. Bingo. Done. And so, so what, 
so you have to have this idea of where is the edge you know because if you go past the edge people are baffled by it if you're too if you're not even close to the edge then you're just problem you're you're the same as everybody else so you got to get up to the edge but not step over it it's like a cliff you can get to the edge of the cliff but if you step over it it's big trouble <laughs> so there, there's a lot of talk today about uh, augmented reality and virtual reality any thoughts about uh, where where that's going yeah, I, I think that those are going to be an important thing. And, uh, and you know, the, all of these things are highly isolated. And that's okay. But I think it's that I still believe that people getting together, sharing a beer, hitting each other with their elbows, you know, that's sociability, and I think we're social animals. And I think when this pandemic is over, it's going to be the golden age of sociability, because I think being trapped at home and not associating is, going to, is driving some of us really batshit crazy. <laughs> well, Zia, a lot of people are playing more games at home, whether it's video games or, as you, as you mentioned, the, the board games. It's It's become really popular. Sometimes people are playing online together. That's how they're, how they're doing it. So tell us what your thoughts are about coming in with this. This is a, this is a game that seems to be a, an in-person kind of thing, and you really couldn't wear a mask to play it. No, you can, you can Zoom it, though. Oh, you can play via Zoom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Terrific. But you can't, you can't be wearing a mask, I don't think, to do this right. Can you see it? Well, if you if you were in costume and reacting this out, you probably will win a rose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. I've seen people uh, act out roles of Dark Vader with like a cup over their mouth, um, you know, wearing you know their shirt over their head to act out different roles, and so they get they get silly. And you know, the game is supposed to just be fun. It's a fun game. Silly supposed, is good. Supposed to act silly and laugh and it's supposed to bring people together in this time um you know we were focusing on the household because we know internally in each household what's what's going on it's like what nolan mentioned like we're we're going a little stir crazy uh just staying inside so we wanted to bring a little bit of happiness into each household if we can you know so what's the age range you're you're aiming this at or is it everyone you know, I mean, anyone, if you could read, you're, you're, you're good to go. Um, but, you know, preferably, I think I think someone that's like 12, 13 year old with their family is probably going to be the best because they could they could act on their own. They could do everything uh, and participate just like an adult. And my daughters loved to put on plays when they were growing up, you know, and and, you know, of course, they'd sell us tickets and then they'd just go in and giggle so it was now giving them a little structure is even better <laughs> absolutely you know um got to ask you this too uh, a lot of people who have your background and nolan that well 
some people anyway, would be thinking about retirement, slowing down, this and that. There you are with all these parts all around you, coming out with a new video game. What's your advice to people about retirement? Well, the statistics are that the act of retirement shortens your life by seven years. So I think if I retired, I would be immediately dead because I don't think I got seven out there. <laughs> no, I, I'm happiest when I'm working on a project. Idle doesn't seem to work for me. You know, um, I'd like to play Go, um, so game playing is fun. But working on a business is fun. Working with Zay is fun. You know, you, you, you may not realize this, but Zay is actually a giggle. He really, he, he doesn't look like a giggle, but he is a giggle. <laughs> there he is giggling. <laughs> <laughs> and his kids. The, the shaved head and the beard delightful. might be intimidating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wonderful. No, you know, I, uh, I was going to ask you about another story too that, that I read online. I don't know if you... If you want to get into it again, you've, you've told it so many times, but it's a good message for people who maybe have uh, struggled during the pandemic or have uh, failed at one thing or another. The story about uh, Steve Jobs asking you to put a little money into into Apple computer. And I, and I think you said no. That's true. And, you know, I, I, I make up all kinds of stories why that was a good idea, but in reality, it was never a good idea to say no. <laughs> you know, $50,000 for a third of Apple, that would have been a good deal. You could have had a third of Apple for $50,000. Right. Wow. But you said no, and then you, you look back on it, and you, you just move on, right? Yeah, when I'm not crying. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the, the game again, when people can get it, how they can learn more about this. Well, they well, you, can they can get it right now, actually, um, and support us on Kickstarter. Uh, it's there currently. It just launched two days ago, and uh, we'll be shipping this out before the fall. And you can get Saint Noir, which is our first game, on Amazon right now. Just go in and uh, if you want to experience the uh, the voice augmented board game. St. Noir is available as we speak. And uh, and we'll have more. You know, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Terrific. You never know what you're going to tinker with there in the garage and come up with. And the website for the company is is what? It's uh, versix.games. V-I-R-S-I-X dot games. Really, really terrific stuff. Zay and, and Nolan, thank you so much for taking the time with us. Of I enjoyed course. it. Of course. Thank you. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio. And that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers. And that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions too. Beyond all of that, 
you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC SkyWave SSB. Click on the link at textonation.com.